0: Welcome to another Chinchilla Squeaks, uh, where I speak with tech luminaries, tech entrepreneurs, tech people, generally. And tonight, for me anyway, I am joined by Venkat from Roxette. How are you doing, Venkat?
1: I'm doing very well. Thanks for hosting me.
0: Pleasure to be here. It's a nice background you have there. (laughs) Compliments to our design team. I keep wanting to do more with this, but I haven't really got around to it yet. Um, and I have way too much shadow. I really need something like like you have with this cool kind of graphics and stuff like that. Um, Sorry for stealing your thunder. <laughs> totally fine. I'm always quite happy when guests are prepared. So it's completely fine. So set. Um, I think I have my own ideas kind of where it fits into the whole sort of ecosystem of of things, but... Why don't you describe what Rockset is and uh, the the problem you're trying to solve for
1: people? Perfect. Um, What is Rockset? Rockset is a real-time database in the cloud. Um, You know, databases have largely been usually uh, just falling in two categories, Uh, OLTP or transaction processing on one end and data lakes and warehouses on the other, right? And OLTP systems gives you speed, Like, everything is fast to build applications and what have you. But it's very hard to scale. You know, if your computation complexity gets, like, you know, analytical and, like, very complex, it's hard. If your data volumes grow, it's hard. Your write volumes, you know, grow, it's hard. On the other hand, lakes and warehouses are amazing at scaling. They can, you know, manage petabytes of data, but it is slow. You really can't expect to build an application uh, where, the queries never stop coming, and you want interactive speed. The data never stops coming, and you want real time, you know, uh, access and f- you know, fresh data sets. So, really, I think what Rockset is 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 the only system that gives you a combination of speed uh, and scale uh, with the simplicity of the cloud, right? And so, it's a, it's a fully managed, uh, uh, you know, offering in the cloud built for the cloud, um, and it's a real time database. Where you can you know, send massive streams, uh, you can index, you, know, you can send massive amounts of data to Rockset and instantly build a very, very fast interactive applications and dashboards uh, simply using SQL. Sorry, I can't hear you.
0: Hardware. Yes. Mm. Is it a, an observability? a uh, database for metrics or is it a database for application
1: data or yeah what's the data restoring perfect uh it is business data it is application data so so i'll give you a good example right um you know one of our customers is uh you know has a huge platform for supply chain management for heavy construction mm-hmm. so anytime a concrete truck is driving around uh All of those things are tracked in real time, uh, you know, in say DynamoDB or some transaction processing system. And in this case, it happens to be Amazon DynamoDB. Mm -hmm. Hundreds of millions of records getting updated. And how would you uh, build real time search on that, real time analytics on that, where there's lots of records coming in and you want to be able to join and and provide uh, real time reporting, real time search, real time analytics. Uh, And they want to build all of that for their customers uh, as part of their platform and here the data is changing all the time, uh, and it's getting update updated based on where the truck happens to be. Uh, you know, every every time it crosses a turnstile. So this is all business data. This is all you know, logistics, supply chain. A um, lot of the time, it's business data for doing sales operations, marketing operations, customer support operations, uh, security operations, uh, risk operations in finance industry. Anything where uh, real time matters, right? Like, don't tell me that. Something bad happened, you know, hours ago or days ago. Yeah. Tell me what's happening right now. And is it because you, you mentioned on the website
0: real-time indexing database, is it an index of data elsewhere
1: or is it you replace your databases with Rockset? Extremely good question. So uh, it is a lot more of the former. So, okay. so why is indexing important? A lot of people say... Why aren't you just a real-time database? Like, why is indexing? So, so the, the real thing with uh, real-time is two things happen the minute you start building, you know, looking at real-time analytics. So, why you know, a lot of the people will say, well, I don't really need real-time. You know, I only look at this thing once a week. Mm-hmm. So, so what if it's two hours behind? As soon as real-time analytics comes, comes into picture, people don't want humans to look at that. People want automation. People want alerting. People want to be... Machines or, or and programs and applications are going to be looking at that data, and they're going to be looking 24-7 because they're never going to get tired. They don't need overtime, <laughs> you know? and, and they will alert a human on the other end when it actually demands their attention, and so it very quickly gets into uh, application. So So, indexing is very important there because if your data is coming and data is fresh, but every, let's say, query takes 20 minutes to come back, 40 minutes to come back, which is what you expect from a warehouse— uh, or hours to come back, well, you don't really need real-time, right? Like, mm-hmm. you you know, because my queries are slow. So in- indexing is one of the, the core techniques that Rockset has built completely in. So you have to do extra steps to not index data in Rockset. Like, by default, when data comes in real-time, within one to two seconds, the entire data set across all fields get fully indexed. Uh, the data could be structured or semi-structured and it automatically gets indexed into fully typed, uh, you know, fully indexed SQL tables so that you can get very fast uh, SQL out of the box, uh, you know, uh, SQL queries out of the box. So so indexing is a very key component because, you know, we end up serving applications. And now you said, uh, are we indexing data elsewhere? Um, for transaction systems, yeah. So, you know, if your system of record Is DynamoDB, MongoDB, uh, MySQL, Postgres.
0: You have a few here, yeah. Dynamo, Mongo, MySQL, Postgres. And then you have uh, some cloud um, object storage, S3 and GCS. And then Kafka, which is also kind of interesting.
1: Yes. Yes. So we have all three types. We have transaction database sources, we have uh, real time streams, Kafka, Kinesis. You can just plug that into. Or you could also have, um, you know, point us to whatever data is sitting in your data lake, S3, GCS, and we will index all of the data and, in real time and give you fast SQL queries on the other side for application development.
0: Okay. And I can see already lurking on your website, you have uh, the kind of comparisons to some of the obvious competitors here, which are relatively mature. But yeah, so how does Rockset compare to something like Elasticsearch and all the projects that came before it, like Lucene and Solar and et cetera, et cetera.
1: So, um, so there is like a bunch of open source, like born in data center kind of technologies that are there. Um, you know, Elasticsearch comes to mind. Uh, you know, Apache Druid comes to mind. I think there are really, really good systems on premises. They're just not built for the cloud. They don't have compute storage separation. And also, they don't have full-feature SQL. Mm. So when you don't have full-feature SQL, the operational complexity of these systems go through the roof. Because you can't do read-time joins, you have to do write-time joins. And the minute you do write-time joins, you have to denormalize your data, and the data gets inconsistent, and like your real-time analytics doesn't agree with your batch analytics, and it's just a total mess, Right. And, and so a lot of people look at those systems and say, oh, my God, it's operationally complex. Mm-hmm. What people aren't really saying is like, you know, installing it and configuring it is not really the problem. When I build solutions on top of systems that don't have joins, you know, and, and that don't aren't built for the cloud, uh, not just the server operations and all of that gets complex. The data administration aspects of that also gets tremendously complex. So in short, you know, they're not none of those systems are really built for the cloud. They're not born in the cloud. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, uh, and and they don't have full feature SQL and and vice versa is also true you know if you are really looking to build a great real-time analytic solution in your data center you know you have you know you're a big bank and you have a huge data center well Rockset can't help you uh, you have to be in the cloud for for you to be able to use Rockset uh, which is uh, you know which is where we uh, think we have a, a much much better offering uh, because you know we' are born in the cloud and we only run in the cloud
0: so I think this might lead nicely into my next question, which is, where did you come from? Like, why build it? Uh, I'm getting the impression from what you said and from browsing around the website that it's not open source, it's not self hosted, it's all cloud hosted. So yeah, where where were you when you kind of had this problem that you wanted to to resolve and decided to create Rockset?
1: Awesome. A little bit about me and the team. Um, So I was uh, managing all online data infrastructure at Facebook. uh, And I was there between 2007 and 2015. And these were like the hyper growth years. And by the time I left Facebook, the online data infrastructure uh, was serving about 5 billion queries a second. Mm -hmm. And so massive scale. And we saw the transition amongst many other things. We saw the transition of, you know, batch-based uh, applications and systems moving to real time, and that was one of the biggest trends. That I would say Facebook did that, and 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 I tell this story to a lot of people, and and most people are surprised to hear it, which is the first version of Facebook newsfeed was a batch-based system. You yeah. know, it would basically run an ETL uh, on everybody's uh, you know activity, and it'll it'll build the newsfeed you know, every night for every, every person. And then they would, they would try to do it every few hours. Uh, and they, it couldn't scale. I, you know, it couldn't even last until 2008. A newsfeed was only launched in, was it 2006? I, I mean, it didn't, it couldn't even last that, 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 that much. And and then, you know, we switched over to real-time indexing and a real-time system mm-hmm. uh, very much like, uh, you know, the generalized version of that in some ways is, is Rockset, right? So you can build massive scale real-time applications like, um, like newsfeed uh, is is one example, but it doesn't have to be newsfeed. It could even be um, you know a real time dashboard that that is uh, you know gives you ad hoc slicing and dicing for your business data and whatnot. So that's really where um, you know we saw a lot of this movement towards you know you know from batch to real time, and, and that's where you know I, I spent a lot of time. Our the, the our my co founder Druba Borthakur, uh you know cre- you know started and was was a, one of the creators of um, the Hadoop file system. Uh, you know back in Yahoo when when he was there. Uh, we also you know, uh, worked together on this project called RocksDB uh hence ah, the namesake Rocks. Ah, yes, okay. Okay. Yeah. So RocksDB is open source uh, and that is our storage engine. We extended yeah, I, that
0: to work well and- I actually used to work for a company here that used Rocks as its core.
1: <laughs> so RocksDB is it came out of my, you know, you know, like in the Druba, you know, did, you know, I was the manager and uh overhead I guess and Druba was the the key person that uh, really created and and shepherded the project forward. Um and every modern, and we open source in 2013, I think. And since, okay. you know, any new distributed data management system that has come out has been built on top of RocksDB. So, um, so RocksDB, it got extended and, and works very well in the cloud. It's called RocksDB Cloud, and that is also open source. So we have a lot of roots in open source. The, the rest of the SQL engine and everything else that makes Rockset, because Rockset is not just RocksDB in the cloud, it's a lot more than that. It's just like the Lucene and the Elasticsearch comparison that you gave, it's very similar, Right, the relationship that Elasticsearch has with Lucene is very similar to the relationship Rockset has with RocksDB. Uh, so, RocksDB and RocksDB Cloud is still open source. From memory,
0: Facebook had a reasonably well-known SQL processing library that I cannot, for the life of me, remember what it's called. Presto. Um, presto. Yeah. Is yeah. is that what
1: you're using? Or oh no, um, Presto is also built you know, there's a, um, it's called Trino. I think the open source project now they, they changed the name because, you know, uh, for whatever reason, but, um, no, I think Presto when when Facebook built Presto, it was really, again, for batch systems. It was for big data and batch analytics. Nobody in their right mind would use Presto to power an application. Um, because, um, it's just not, it's just not like, um, it's not built for application processing. It's built for, um, batch analytics—it's a—it's a wonderful, wonderful SQL engine. Uh, you know, huge fans of that work. Uh, if you have, like, for example, a huge data lake and in Amazon S3, and you want you—you are looking for a, a massively distributed, massively scalable SQL engine for batch computation where you want to generate reports on a daily, weekly basis for your analysts. My God, Presto is amazing, mm-hmm. uh, but I wouldn't build a real-time application on top of Presto. Okay. And so when did you start? When did Rockset begin? Rockset, you know, uh, I left in 2015. So I would say Rockset was like probably officially incorporated by like the tail end of 2016 or something like that. And for two years, um, you know, we were just deep in R&D. Like the team was like less than 10. Building a new database, especially a real time database, uh, you know, is, is no easy feat. Uh, we came out of stealth, uh, sometime in 20, you know, late 2018. Uh, and, uh, I, and then since then, uh, you know, we've been in the market. Okay.
0: Yeah. And then, um, I mean, you've mentioned high speed, real time indexing database, SQL querying, which has often been a kind of, um, uh, I can't think of the right word, but, uh, you know, a golden thing that many modern databases have attempted to replicate because it's a a language that many DBAs recognize. Um, what are some of the other features you have apart from those two fairly big, fairly useful features, but what are some of the other features you have?
1: So this is great, right? These are the kind of like the bread and butter, what we're talking about, the core real-time indexing engine, uh, where whether the data is structured or semi-structured, coming from stream-based systems or, or batch-based systems doesn't matter. In you know, Rockset, will automatically turn them. Mm-hmm. But on both ends, uh, on both, to make it easy for people to, you know, b- you know, bring their data set wherever it's it's being stored. Um, Rockset comes with a lot of built-in connectors. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if you have, um, if you're a Mongo Atlas customer, uh, Amazon DynamoDB customer, for just as an, or uh, you know, have a lot of data on S three. You literally just have to create an account with Rockset and point us at your data set. Mm-hmm. And instantly, we will go make a full copy and will automatically transition. Our connectors will automatically transition into the change data capture system. And so you continue to use your Mongo Atlas uh, collections, DynamoDB tables. And whenever you, your application makes a change to it, within one to two seconds, it'll be reflected in Rockset's indexes automatically. Uh, in Rockset's collections automatically. So that is the the built-in connectors shorten the time to build a new solution so much that one of our customers said, uh, Rockset took my six-month roadmap and shrunk it to a single afternoon, right? Because they had to, you know, build all of those connectors and everything else, even if there was a quote-unquote database on the other end. And there's also a very, you know, a lot of innovation done on the, on the other side where applications are trying to connect to Rockset and, and Query Rockset. And we have this functionality called Query Lambdas. So Got what's you. a Query Lambda? Uh, yeah, take a SQL query, put some parameters on the query, uh, just like you do on a normal SQL query. And in a click of a button in Rockset, you can turn that into a fully versioned dedicated REST endpoint. And so you can export, you can basically go from SQL to a, a data API, a REST API, uh, that's fully versioned, so you can integrate with your CI/CD pipelines. Uh, you can do tests on that and have test versions and production versions, and you can have tags and 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 what have you. Mm-hmm. And that I think is um, is a small thing, but I think it has had profound impact in in large teams very quickly being able to build solutions on Rockset. Uh, simple reason is when you. When data teams kind of clean up data and, and put it in tables and then give it to their stakeholders, internal dev teams, now the the, the expertise, there's expertise mismatch, right? Like the people who know how to query the data and, and know how the data is organized and indexed and what have you, is not the same person also constructing the SQL query. Yeah. And in any table, you know, you can construct the SQL query that comes back in ten milliseconds versus ten days. And so when you're exporting as APIs uh, with query lambdas, uh, it really accelerates development, accelerates innovation, and reduces time to market for, for building your solution. So both data connectors on bringing data in and query lambdas for, for building applications on top of Rockset uh, has been just a tremendous uh, value proposition for our customers.
0: And something I'm just trying to understand, so you mentioned these various uh, data sources. Do you actually merge the indexes from multiple data sources or is every kind of index connected to its own source?
1: Great question. Um, so most sources become its own, like typically how people want is there's a, uh, a table that is sourced from Kafka, like a Kafka topic becomes a table in Rockset. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's another table that is like basically DynamoDB in, in the, the source is DynamoDB, but there is another table that, Source from Dynamo. There's another table that's sourced from MongoDB and what have you. You can join them at query time. This is the power of join. So you don't need to merge them at all, unless you're you really need that for deduping or something like that. That is also supported, but it's quite uncommon for people to wanting to duplicate or deduplicate and merge from multiple sources. Fair enough. Fair These enough. all just show up, uh, you know, just show up as tables in in a single database, and you can join them with with standard SQL left join. You know. Right joins, uh, in outer join, inner join, like what have you? Window functions, uh, aggregations, sort by, everything is supported.
0: So you don't index across the databases, but you allow people to query across the databases, correct? Should they so wish, and it be relevant, obviously. (laughs)
1: Yes, yes,
0: Yes. and actually, the same question would go for this feature you have called smart schemers. Is that a schema per source? I guess.
1: Correct. Correct per table. so why is it okay, smart? Yeah. yeah. Why, why is it smart? Uh, again, it goes back to real-time analytics. So in real-time analytics, right, gone are the days where you can pause the world and say, alter table, add a new column, and it's going to be of this type. Mm-hmm. No, no, but no, nothing is going to wait for you. There are millions of records coming every second. <laughs> you, you have to pick it up on the fly. And so what smart schemas basically is, we automatically turn NoSQL data into SQL tables. Right. And so we have to be very smart about that. And okay. so when JSON data, no SQL data yeah. is coming in, yeah. Yeah. new fields can appear out of thin air. Fields can change types. And, and, and we have a very sophisticated system to automatically infer that. And it's still strongly typed. There is no type coercion that happens in Rockset. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we will still preserve the type even if a column is changing types, um, you know, on the fly or new columns are appearing on the fly. And you can still do a describe table like you would do it on any other uh, SQL database. And you would still get a very detailed uh, schema back on this is exactly what are all the fields we have seen. These are all the types that we have seen for each of those fields and, and so on. And so so that's why it's uh, it's like still the schema exists. Uh, the SQL is still strongly typed in, in, in Rockset. Um, but the schema is built on the fly and you don't have to ever manage it.
0: Okay. And uh, the other one I'd like to quickly dig into is you say full sequel. Now, I know many companies and projects that claim sequel on top of yeah. things where sequel doesn't really belong. And then you dig into the small print and it's never full sequel.
1: Is it really full sequel? I will. Extremely good question. Uh, clearly you've, uh, you've been around. So, so um, I will, I will, I will tell you any project, I'll give you a little tip. Any project that claims I have SQL like API, yeah, they don't have SQL. Because people who have SQL, they'll just say we have SQL. They mm. will never say SQL like. So agree. that's your tip. So it's a, we are not SQL-like. It's a full-fledged SQL engine uh, with all ANSI SQL standard. Um, uh, the, the, the real magic happens when you throw NoSQL data at it, and then you can just now do SQL at it. Like, that's where like, it flies in the face of what people have uh, been told, that SQL and NoSQL are two islands with no bridges in between. Uh, completely not true. Um, you know, in fact, SQL and relational data, you know, data management, data model was were two di- distinct uh, you know inventions that just uh, merged together in a in a relational database management system. Uh, but SQL is just a declarative uh, data retrieval language, and it has um, tremendous properties that also applies to NoSQL data. And 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 so there is a very simple, elegant dot notation. And and simple extensions that we have that allows you to also work with ne- uh, you know nested data and what have you that that is very common in uh, in, in in that but it's a full feature SQL engine. In fact, um, our, our distributed SQL engine is extremely high performance. Uh, if you compare it against like let's say things like built for batch systems like some of the open source projects we talked about Presto, you know a SQL uh, query comes into Rockset. It gets broken down into fragments, sometimes thousands of fragments that that can that now needs to get scheduled on a massively distributed backend infrastructure. Um, the whole compilation, query planning, scheduling, and the initiation of the query actual execution uh, usually takes you know in Hadoop-based systems it would take many many seconds, maybe minutes. Uh, in in more modern uh, you know warehouses it will probably take. 500 milliseconds to maybe one to two seconds. In Rockset, that whole process takes 1.2 milliseconds, right? And and this tells you a little bit about why we're built for applications. Every millisecond matters. So we take a SQL engine, we've, you know, fully supported SQL, window functions, group by, order by, joins, what have you. And we compile that and we have a massively distributed execution engine that can, you know, supercharge your query uh, and and, you know, and, and start execution in, like, one millisecond.
0: Okay. Just looking around the, the kind of cloud perspective, as far as I can see, unless I'm just not understanding their product names, yeah, I can see AWS, I can see Google, but I don't see Azure. Is there any reason for that, or am I just not uh, understanding product names?
1: Work in progress? No, I okay. think um, Google <laughs> Sources... So data sources can be anywhere. We have a right yeah, API. Okay, so okay, even if you're on okay. Azure, you can you know use our APIs this to directly this specific. This is their specific storage stuff. stuff. Okay. Okay. Yeah. right. You're you're looking at the built-in connectors. And so we are just building uh, you know building connectors based on, you know, the kind of customer base we happen to have right now. But For building sure. a new connector is is very easy with our APIs. But when you talk about S three or
0: GCS, what are people querying there? Because I mean S three especially, you can store all sorts of things. Like, <laughs> what's the what's the limitations? Question. I guess is is the question.
1: Um, yeah, so you can store data in S3, but you can't really query it, right? It's okay. a storage system and not a, a, a database. So, so, so what happens uh, usually is um, you know people like we have a hedge fund customer that has hundreds of data sources that they that they look at look into. They run very they get all of that in S3, and they run very complex ETL jobs that read from S3 and dump it back into S3, mm-hmm. right? Spark jobs and what have you. And then they get a, a three terabyte, four terabyte golden data set that they want to put it in the hands of every analyst, every investor in their company. And they want interactive queries on that. And they, so what they do is they basically put that into S3 and come to Rockset and say, hey, go index this data so that I can do full feature SQL on this. Okay, And, um, and so we are the indexing and serving layer of data that is just processed and, and ca- kind of getting kind of like dumped into S3. And um, I'll just give you an example. They were using a, a, a modern cloud data warehouse. The queries were, for them, taking two to five seconds. Mm-hmm. And they had certain uh, interactions where they had 30, 40, 50 queries. So you do the math. It was taking many minutes to load. They moved to, they, they moved to Rockset. They indexed this data. The queries come back in 18 milliseconds. And so their entire application got about 100 times faster uh, okay. when they started indexing it in Rockset.
0: Okay. Okay. Um, And I kind of usually have a question of like, what's next, but I think I'm going to ask somewhat specifically, in terms of data sources, what's next? Uh, Are there any popular data sources out there that you don't support right now that you're planning to?
1: Yeah, very good question. Um, So I think the 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 key set of data sources that are like people want to build real-time analytics on more and more transactional mm-hmm. databases, right? Uh, and we have uh, you know Mongo Atlas, we have Dynamo DB, and we just released um, you know MySQL and Postgres. But you can see you know we leverage uh, you know for that connector we leverage Amazon's Data Migration Service, mm-hmm. and so uh, and so the you know very very soon or or what's coming next is like you know no matter what your transactional database is, you should be able to, you know, Oracle, SQL Server, maybe even on-prem. Your yeah, data okay. can still live in on-prem, but your yeah. indexes will be in the cloud. Yeah, and okay. so yeah. very soon, uh, you know, you can basically expect, um, no matter where your data is and no, in uh, in terms of transactional database management systems, you know, you should be able to use, leverage Amazon, DMA, you know, if you're an AWS, you can leverage DMS plus Rockset to build your indexes in the cloud.
0: Okay. And I guess the, the kind of final question I have is um how do you stay ahead or competitive with yeah, the, the kind of obvious contenders here. We've mes- we've mentioned Elasticsearch and the company Elastic is probably the the biggest elephant in the room for you. Um they have their own um challenges, of course. But how do you kind of stay ahead of the limited but well-known competition in this space?
1: So I think, you know, for the application use cases where you're trying to build applications which needs joins on business data, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: usually Elastic is not really even the biggest competitor because Elastic is a lot more used for log analytics, right? Uh, This is data that is very valuable for... Like the you know the next one hour maybe one day but after that it's not that valuable right mm. and, and and Elastic's future I think is going much clo- much and much and more to become a uh, a CM you know a, a security company with incident management and a full fledged log yeah. analytics end true, to end solution true, true. Yeah. so so if you really want business analytics I, I you shouldn't be using Elastic in the first place and even if you were I think Rockset is a much better match. And you shouldn't be using Rockset for log analytics. Uh, you know, you you should be using you should be using Elasticsearch for it because okay. they have a, a much better solution for that. But it's really the competition comes from really complex uh, you know on-prem technologies um, that are very hard to manage, like Apache you know Druid um, yeah. Yeah. and uh, and things like that. Which is, I think, as I said, they are very uh, they've done amazing work. I think it's it's like if I if I had my own data center and I you know I'm a I'm a CIO and I have to you know, like figure out how to you know get some real time analytics going in my in my on prem data center, and I have lots of servers. I I think Druid is a pretty good bet, right? But you wouldn't, you shouldn't be you be using that in the cloud. is the real, um, is okay. the real uh, way. And so in the cloud, I think you know is real time analytics possible? I think the only the the real competition in the cloud is is a lot of DIY. You know, people build. Uh, people have been traditionally solving this problem with. Duct- tape infrastructure uh, a lot of you know spit and glue and duct tape um, where disparate systems are all concatenated and the Rube Goldberg machine of sorts is usually built uh, to solve real-time analytics and um, this is why I think the time the, the time to value the time to market uh, in terms of your data uh, assets turning into applications and, and being a, you know being able to quickly build those applications and scale those applications that's the value prop that resonates because it's it's possible you can do real time analytics in the cloud. It's just going to take you a lot of people and a lot of time.
0: Yeah. So we talked about new data sources, but my final question to always ask people is: apart from that, what else is next in the next six months or so? Uh,
1: lots of stuff. We're, we're actively growing. You know, I think we're you know we we closed our Series B, forty million dollars with Sequoia and Grelock. Um, uh, you know, doing a third time uh, leading a, a investment with us. Um, so every part of the company is growing, you know, we're hiring more people in sales, marketing, product engineering, uh, you name it, we have it, uh, you know, looking for office managers because our office is growing. So, um, so yeah, I think we're growing a lot. Uh, And so there's a lot of very exciting development that is coming, coming up. Um, I think real time analytics, um, you know, we want to, you know, we will do everything to, you know, not only make it easy for you to bring in data from anywhere, but also, we would uh, invest heavily on the app connectors. Mm-hmm. So whether you want to build the application, whether you want to build the application, you know, uh, using whatever language, or maybe the application is is just a dashboard and, and more and more connectors with all the, you know, the kind of the real time BI layers that people want to uh, visualize their data in. Uh, and so there's also going to be a lot of focus on uh, you know building out the ecosystem so that. Uh, you know, the Rockset becomes the fastest place where you go from data to apps and real-time apps. Seems like a
0: good aim to have. Um, so if anyone is interested, that's uh, rockset.com. Um, and not open source, so you can't roll it your own. And you've mentioned several times about the kind of cloud native aspect. But there is a free tier if uh, people want to to kick the tires and, and see what it's all about. Um, as far as I can tell, you get a reasonable amount for free and then the charge is per hour. So... You can always experiment for a bit <laughs> without it costing there's too much. Fee. So,
1: Correct. Yeah. There's a free forever tier for hobby projects, you know, yeah. uh, you know, up until like a few gigabytes of data, you don't have to pay anything. Yeah. And so only for larger scale, even the the pricing comes in, there's $300 free trial credits okay. uh, that will take you far for you to really build, uh, you know, and, and try something out. So yeah, go, go ahead and kick the tires. Uh, Rockset.com also has a blog, which we write a lot of content. So go check us out. Uh, go to rockset.com and you, sh- you can see the blog or just slash blog um, and um, you know if any of the technical details that we talked about you're interested in there are white papers blogs uh, videos uh, of the actual engineers who actually built it making those videos so you, you would um, you would have a you know your, your uh, listeners and your you know viewers will have a lot of fun if uh, if they're interested they can go check that out In watching more, yes. (laughs) Okay, Venkat,
0: thank you very much for your time and good luck with the future. Awesome. Thank you. Bye.